Thank you all for tuning in to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey, the Josh Terry Podcast, brought to you by Raising Grace Studios. Today, I am sitting with a couple of my buddies. Uh, I got Mr. Cobb Lee and Miss Chelsea Blocker. Today, we are going to be talking about weight loss. There's probably combined three to five hundred pounds in this room of weight loss. And uh, today, hopefully, we're going to give you a little bit of motivation, uh, some tips, some other things that kind of pushed us into our weight loss and uh pretty excited to have it how are you guys doing today doing great i'm good i'm this is weird uh that i got cob in here uh me and have known each other for a very long time we started our weight loss together he kept going and i went back to the sweets but uh he's he's doing a great job and i'm super excited to hear chelsea's story because uh you already kind of told us a little bit <laughs> <laughs> when you first came yeah. in, and I think it, I think it's going to be good. I think it's a uh, real positive. Um, before we get started, uh, Chelsea, you uh, you cut hair for a living, right? I do. You have your own business, right? Yes. Well, tell Chop them how shop. they tell them how they can find your business real fast and all that good stuff. You can look us up on Facebook. It's Chelsea's Chop Shop, and on Instagram. You got a phone number or anything? If they call, and want to make an appointment. By the way, this bitch is bad. I'm telling you, the hair colors and stuff that I've seen her do and her styles and everything, you're you're like one of the best ones around here. That's what people say. You're scary as hell. I don't, I've been intimidated <laughs> by you for a hot ass minute, but I'm telling you, I've never heard a bad person or a person say anything bad about you getting a hold of their hair. No, a lot of people say a lot of bad things, but not the hair. <laughs> We're in the same boat. Trust me. It don't matter. As long as you're good at your job, that's all yeah. that matters. And Cobb, uh, he's cool enough that uh, he works for our government. I'm not going to go into what he does for a living, but uh, not like he's FBI or anything like that, or CIA. He does say uh, he has a very important job. And uh, he also does jujitsu and teaches kids yes. uh, jujitsu now, right? That's right. I'm actually the head kids coach. That's cool. I'm very proud of you for that. Um, Chelsea, how much weight... Do you, have you lost up to this point? 220 pounds. Cobby, how about you? I don't know. Uh, you started off like at 330. What are you down yeah, to? Yeah, I now? was uh, three plus and I'm sitting at 190. I have been down to 170, but I'm 190 right now. I hate you. And for <laughs> me, I started off at about 315. The lowest I got was about 210. I'm about 220 now. Uh, so clearly, there's almost 500 pounds in here. Uh, what? I want to ask you first because yours is yours is good. <laughs> what uh, what got you started with your weight loss journey? Okay, well, and remember this podcast. You said the hell you want. Well, I'm gonna give it to y'all raw because <laughs> that's how I like it. I was a real confident big bitch. I really was, and then my baby daddy busted me with the "You'll never have another man" because you can't even see your own pussy. So I was standing in the mirror that night, about to get in the shower, and I looked and I was like, "Damn." He's right. <laughs> so, the next day, Clark's got a member, and I stopped eating sugar. <laughs> Shout out to Clark's in Dublin. It's Clark's Fitness Center, isn't it? Yeah, Clark's Health Club. Clark's Health Club. Uh, and, Cobby, what about you? I know me and you kind of started at the same time, but what got you going? Uh, I mean, you. You're the reason I started. Uh, say, one of my best friends and... Somehow or another, I, th I don't know if it was a doctor's appointment or something, but you didn't like where you were at or what they told you, and you called me, just cold called me, like, hey, we're getting a fucking membership tonight. And I'm like... I couldn't uh, breathe. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I couldn't breathe anymore. Like, yeah. I got called fat and unattractive by an ex, and it kind of pushed me, but then I got to where I just felt like shit well, see, every single day. Like, I had no energy. My sex drive was... Not there at all. You? I'm telling you, I didn't. I didn't want to have sex. I just, I couldn't. You couldn't see yours, and I didn't want to touch mine. <laughs> like it just, I couldn't. I couldn't find the motivation for it, and I was just. Well, see, motivation is a big part of it because I've tried off and on through the years, and then when you pushed me to it, and we were there at the beginning to motivate each other in the first few months, like I needed that. I needed God, I wish I'd have stuck with you. But yeah. you went off and did the jujitsu stuff, and I just couldn't do it. Yeah, well, see, it's always been someone else to push me into things. So you got me started into a routine with weightlifting and just watching what I eat. And I just kept on with that. And then our other buddy, Chris, said, hey, let's go try this out. So it was like three of us walked in the door. 
And I'm like, okay. And only one remains. <laughs> well, I mean, for a while, I would always talk to the other one, the other buddy that went with us, like, you going? And if he didn't go, I didn't go. Yeah. Like, I, like, I need that motivation. And then it got to a point where I actually started enjoying it and fell in love with it myself. And I'm, I'm glad like, you did. I'm, I'm very, fuck it, I'm going. <laughs> I'm very proud that you did that. That always made me happy that you kept doing that. Uh, Chelsea, what, I know why you got started, but how, what was, like, some of the things you did to start off with? Like, did you, well, was it just diet? Was it exercise? What was it? No, I went into the gym and I couldn't even do one minute on the elliptical and I was throwing up. So it was like very, very small at first in the gym because I was big. And I just don't ever remember you being that big, though. I went from wearing a size 20 pants to a size nine. Oof. Wow. And I, to put it in perspective, she's an Amazon already. Six foot tall. Yeah. <laughs> shit. No, uh, yeah. I know with me, I cut out my sugars right off the bat. I, mm-hmm. I was doing under shirted 30 grams of sugar a day. Um, bread. Bread. No bread for a little while. Yeah. I, I don't know what all mean you cut out. Oh, it was a lot. It was uh, bread, pasta, sugars. I still don't eat pasta. And then much. it was, see, I love pasta. Like my mom cooks some good pasta. That was a hard one to cut out. But we, uh, we counted calories, too. Oh, yeah, because uh, 1,500 cows a day is what I tried to do. And we did good with that. But then like, once my activity increased, man, you can't work out on 1,500 calories. Hell like, no, you, get you can't. <laughs> no, you can't. Uh, um, one thing, both of y'all, you never had weight loss, weight loss surgery, right? No, I did it completely on my I have nothing against people that have weight loss surgery. But there is something to be admired about people that do it without the weight loss surgery. You lost almost 300 pounds, is that what you said? 220. 220. Mm-hmm. That's a that's me. Yeah. I you lost, literally lost a me. I lost a grown man. Shit. <laughs> I hope you gained one. <laughs> Got a good one anyway. Well. <clears throat> and drink a beer to that one. <laughs> um, What has been some of the real positives about your weight loss? Either one of y'all. I can go into Walmart and actually walk around the whole store and not die. I, I was there. Though. I, I, <laughs> you know? My sleep apnea. That's one thing. I don't choke anymore when I'm sleeping. I'm very grateful for that. <laughs> Plus, also, uh, you know, women look at you a little bit different now, too. I hate that it's like that. I hate we're so, you know, visual driven when it comes to the opposite sex. But, you know, that's one thing. Uh, Cobb, you know, I don't know how much attention you were getting before, but I know you're getting more attention now. Could be more. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it could always be yeah, more. Still, not too lucky in that department. Well, but I, I do feel a lot better. Uh, one thing I'd suffered from when I was uh, fat, like having a fat neck, I had tonsil stones bad. I remember that. Yeah. You used to cough them nasty ass things up. Yeah. Now I, I can't tell you, I can't remember the last time I had a tonsil stone. Okay. When did we start with our weight loss? It's like, been. Three and a half, four years? Oh, no. It's been at least four, maybe four and a half, because I've been doing jiu-jitsu for three years, and we were a year, year and a half in before I started jiu-jitsu. Uh, that sounds about right. So four, four and a half years, something like that. I look back at pictures of me and you, where we had went to the UFC fight down yes, in Orlando. Yes, And we had also went to Nashville. We went to Nashville, I think, in uh, October, but then we went to it the was, UFC in October and, and December of that no, year. No, we went to Nashville. It was right at your birthday. It was like... We got back right at my birthday because I remember I the day still after we hate that trip. I remember the day after we got back, my family came and like we had a movie day. We just so it was right around our birthdays. It's one of the worst trips I've ever took in my life. <laughs> Where are y'all at? We're at the stage. All right, the, the, what he's talking about because I haven't got a chance to tell the story on here yet. It's I wasn't gonna do it without you. If you ever been in Nashville, there's a all the bars are on Broadway and. We had uh, been having a good time all day, and then I stayed to hang out with one of our friends who was playing at one of the bars. Well, the rest of my friends went off to go to another one. Yes. And uh, well, you got to tell them the name of the other one. We I'm getting there. <laughs> so I was at Benchmark with uh, with one of our friends, and they go somewhere else. Well, uh, it's time for me to go meet up with them. They're done playing, and I want to go hang out with my buddies. Well, I call them, and they're like, we're at the stage. And I'm intoxicated. So I'm like, no, I'm standing on the stage. And they're like, we're at the stage. I'm getting pissed off. 
at this bar in Nashville because I'm standing on the stage at this bar and I find him like, I don't see y'all. Where the hell are y'all at? We're at the stage. I can and, get done. I'm going to tell you the whole story from my perspective. No, okay. It is amazing. And I walk out of the bar and my phone dies. So I'm walking around <laughs> downtown Nashville at 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning, pissed off because I can't find my friends. And about 30 minutes later, I walk past a bar and there's a big <laughs> sign on the front that says the stage. It's the name of the bar. There's three stories to this bar. I had to walk through each one of the stories and I finally run into them. I could have killed you all. They, I was not happy. I was pissed off forever about it. And, uh, the stupid ass name of the bar. It was amazing. From my, from my perspective, one of the ones you talked to that night before you got there was me. I took one of our friends' phones. It was like, Josh, we are not, like, I broke it down. Do you a map? Josh, we are not at the same you bar you are. No. Like, this is how, that's how intoxicated you were. Well, no shit. I was in Nashville. Like, we, are, we, are, we are not at the same bar. We are at a different bar down the street, and it is named The Stage. Come find us. You say, okay, I got it. I got it. You hang up. Another friend beside me gets a text immediately from you. I'm at the fucking stage, and you're not here. <laughs> like, that was bad. I'm like, he did not get any of it. I so then, like, two hours, two hours later, he finally finds us, and the look on his face... <laughs> Is priceless. Like <laughs> it looked like he had one of them nights where he had been through hell. Like he I had, one, had been. <laughs> like you had a trip, like Harold and Kumar to Watt Castle. What you remember? How bad the Ubers were, anyway, right? Like they tried to kill us. They, everyone, I'm trying to kill us. Like, but, we did jig on two wheels once. So as bad as yeah. they were, I could not remember what route they took to get back to the hotel or to get us from the hotel. So, me not having a phone because it died, I'm like, I don't know how to get back to my hotel. And I was so drunk, I didn't know the name of the hotel. And if I even would have known the name of the hotel, I didn't know. I didn't have nothing to call anybody on. <laughs> so, like, I almost felt felt like a poor, like, walking up and down, like, Broadway or whatever. And be like, hey, can you tell me how to get to the Holiday Inn? And uh, then I walk into them. I could have killed y'all. And we were on the in the middle stage, but you had actually went all the way to the top. You bypassed us the first time. I don't know how. You had to backtrack. We were at the smallest stage. Like the room was maybe four of these. Like oh, yeah. Four times yeah. the size of what we're in. Yeah, like it's it was not a small big area. Like the lesser known people like played in that room. You know who was actually playing there that night? I the do. Musky Nine Bloodline. Oh, I'm talking about in that room that we were at. Yeah, Musky Nine Bloodline. Who was it? Dustin Herring. No shit. It was him. This he, whole time I thought it had been Musky Down Bloodline. No, that was Dustin playing. Herring because he played uh, Blackhawks Who's On It Anyway. Ah. Well, to get back on track, because like Kyle <laughs> said, oh, we can't tell them the Nashville trip without telling them about on the way home. About coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm hung over as hell the next day. I'm talking about dying. We got to tell them two other stories from this same trip. Okay. I was dying the next day, Chelsea. And there's this stupid ass road that comes from Chattanooga or where it is from Tennessee into Georgia. Well, for a second, you leave Tennessee, you're in Georgia. Then all of a sudden, you're back in fucking Tennessee because it winds. <laughs> I'm asleep in the car. I know that I go, I wake up, I go to sleep and we're in Tennessee. And then I wake up. To the side of welcome back to Tennessee. And like, I'm pissed because I'm like, who the fuck forgot something in Nashville and why are we going back to get it? That's not what you said. What did I say? You said, why the fuck is Tennessee welcoming me back? I was pissed. I thought y'all had done plenty cruel joke on me. No, we were sitting there listening to music. Me, it was a green, right? Yes, me, you, and Brittany Green. Yeah, me and her were having a conversation, and out of the blue, like just random. What the fuck is Tennessee welcoming me? I was mad. And what was the other two stories you talked about? One uh, about the cooler, that damn styrofoam cooler. Boy, and, and then no. also your near death experience. I fucking hate you. I forgot about that. <laughs> You ever seen a double-sided elevator? 
<laughs> to, to where to where it opens. I already up on, know where this is going. <laughs> I'm drunk and I'm leaning back on the door of the elevator. That, he didn't know it was a door. Didn't know it was it's a door. It's not the one we walked into. It was not. We walked in from the other side and we've been at the pool drinking. I was just chilling and sitting on the door and that son of a bitch opened. I went right back into a damn like laundry cart. And Cobb said he saw my eyes and he thought I don't I thought I had done went out the window. Like he thought I was just oh! like it was in his face it went slow motion and I saw him make eye contact with each one of us and reach out like bye guys. I was telling him bye. bye. I thought I was dead. And then the cooler one he's talking about is we stopped and we bought a styrofoam cooler in Macon. Oh, I hated that cooler. And Cobb got we me and him drank a whole fifth of uh what what kind of vodka do we used to Kettle drink? Kettle one. Kettle one and Red Bull. So we drank this whole fifth of we got stuck in traffic in Atlanta for like two hours. And we had a DD, so don't nobody get mad at us. But uh so we we've been drinking. Well, Cobb starts <laughs> Cobb gets a really good buzz. And the girl that's driving us, like Cobb just all of a sudden starts playing with the cooler. You know how styrofoam <laughs> sounds when you rub it again. It was entertaining. Like, Cobb's just in the back seat and start staring at the fucking styrofoam cooler or whatever. But then we needed the styrofoam cooler. Uh, so he's like carrying it around that, like from the car to the, to, hotel, room. To the hotel room. And there's no ice left in it. So oh, I, it, what, it was a sloshing noise there, right? It was. It was ice water and beer. It was like sloshing all back and forth. And walking, it was like a He was a so mad. There's a video of someone. Because we went to our hotel's. There was two hotels. They were adjoining, and they had the same elevator system. So we kept getting lost the whole time. Were these two nice? Or, or so this. pissed. We walked for it had to be an hour. Oh yeah, we was mad. Like they were like, "Your hotel's right here, sirs," and we're like, "No, it's not. We're not at the Residence Inn or whatever it was." Like it's just. But if you look back at the pictures of us on that trip, how fat we were. I'm not knocking anybody's fat either. I, I if you're if you feel healthy. And you're a big person, all means, stay big, eat what you want to. I never felt good, but I look back at the pictures of us. There's one where we're at the Country Music Hall of Fame. And uh, we're standing in front of something that we wanted our picture took in front of. No telling. And me and you, I'm telling you, you wouldn't recognize us. If you saw us now, first of all, there's no beards. Yeah. Uh, there's no, there's baby faces. And, uh, man, I'm telling you, it's, when I see that picture now, and then there's one of us also from the UFC event. Yeah. And we're we're right there at the, at the pay-per-view event or whatever, and you can clearly see us, and it's just like... I know which picture you're talking about. Really, I'm just like, shit, I'm super proud of you. Yeah, but, um, yeah I hate you. Facebook memories. <laughs> I don't hate them. I, I kind of... There's some of them I wish I'd never seen, but it's mostly to do with women. Uh, oh. But there's a bunch of them that's like, you know, it's motivation to keep going. It's motivation, because, like, I think we all need that. I don't know. Cobb's still got into jiu-jitsu, so that's kind of, I guess... Your motivating factor to keep you remaining healthy and everything. What's like? What's some things that push you to maintain what you're doing now and wanting to keep pushing yourself? Chelsea? Because when I lost all that weight, like when I first started losing weight and it was like shedding off, and I could walk and play with my kids, and I could turn the steering wheel in my car without hitting my gut. Like <laughs> I realized what I was, how I was living before was not how anybody should live. I was depressed and you don't realize how when you're that big how it affects your mental state too. Oh like, I, I know. Yeah. Uh I, I try to still get Cobb out of the house all the time now. But back then you couldn't get him out of the house. He's doing a whole lot more fun stuff with his life that's different than the fun stuff that I do. But like back then and I was the same way. I mean mm-hmm. it, I literally didn't want to come out of my house. I that's one of the saddest days in my life was when I had to go buy a 3X shirt. <laughs> when I had to go buy a, th- when I, a 3X shirt, and I was like, oh, shit. Because I used to be in so good shape. Me and Cobb went to high school together. Yeah. I used to be, like, athletic as hell and very good shape. And I, it almost seemed like overnight. Mm-hmm. Like, it just, it just, out of no, I didn't realize I was fat until I was fat. That was me. I didn't realize I was fat. I really thought I was hot. I really yeah. thought, like, you couldn't tell me anything. And then when he said that to me, I was like, oh, I'm huge. But aren't you, <laughs> you kind of glad, though, that he said it to you? Oh, yeah. 
Like it's it sucks that somebody had to hurt your feelings to motivate you, but that's the same thing that happened to me. That's like the best thing somebody yeah. actually has ever said to me because it changed my life. Like, well, and also with stuff like that, it's like every time you start to like kind of let yourself down too. It's well, in my case anyway, is every time I start to like ease up. It's like, no, there's somebody out there that said this shit about you. Mm-hmm. Keep pushing. Fucking push and just keep. you Because you don't ever want to be that way again. No. Um, One thing that I, it just, it wasn't just my clothes fitting different either, health and everything. What is besides for, you know, just your health? What's some things now that, because you do like some cool ass pictures and stuff now, like the, like, I guess you do. The, mm-hmm. like the, with the corsets and stuff mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, is that some stuff that once you got comfortable with your weight loss and everything that you just, you wanted to do? Or is that something that you've always liked doing? It's just something when I lost all the weight and like things look different now, you know? Yeah. And the corsets I waist trained now once yeah. I lost all the weight, like extra skin. But got- you, t- you like post some badass pictures sometimes though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, if I take a picture and I think it looks good, shit, I'm going to show the world. See, that's how I am. Like, I, I think a lot of people, though, that have been plus size like we were, mm-hmm. whenever we're given a chance to kind of change the narrative and be like, this is what I look like now, you know, plus, you know, which you're, you're a very attractive woman anyway, but I think everybody's ideal of like sexy and, and pretty is different. And when you post stuff and I see other people that don't look like the typical model or whatever you want to say, like the typical Barbie doll bullshit that some people post, like, I think that that's like badass and very empowering. I think that yeah. you probably, I'm just guessing here because I've probably slid in your inbox just as much as anybody else. <laughs> but I would guess that when you post something like that, I would think that the reaction that you get is very flattering, but it's also like... You know, it's mostly from more from women, but the reactions I get are more from women than actually men. Like, women that are heavy or that are yeah. trying to lose weight slide in my inbox way more than men. See, uh, which both of y'all know, uh, when I used to do like the bearded bastard stuff, one thing that when we used to do like the... The Titty Tuesdays and the Hump Day challenges and I all that. that shit. Uh, had, I, <laughs> I, 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 trust me, I remember. Um, but one thing that, like people always kind of gave me credit for was I wouldn't just post a fair a pair of fake tits or the girl with the nice perfect ass, whatever. I'd post like the everyday woman. Yeah. I'd post the mom bods. I'd post it, like all kind of stuff like because I think everybody. I think you should be able to define your own definition of what's beautiful and what's sexy and all this kind of stuff. I remember that because some uh, douchebags want to push back, like, why are you doing this? And you yeah, them, yeah. you're like, quit following me then. Yeah. Well, the, it was, you. it was weird. Well, most of the, what's sad about that shit is most of these trolls and these fucking guys that look like Jabba the Hutt that live in their mama's basement and everything, they couldn't get the everyday woman anyway. They damn sure couldn't pick up a 10. And which all women are tens, but they they want to see what's unattainable, mm-hmm. and it's like why? Like you got a whole lot better chance of picking up this this attractive lady right here, but because you read Maxwell magazine or you watch ESPN or whatever, it's like or especially porn. Porn has ruined it. Uh, most men will never ever sleep with a woman that looks like you or. A woman that looks like somebody in porn, and uh, it, it was it always mind boggling to me that how anybody just how they want more than that. Like she's gorgeous, she's gorgeous. I don't know what gorgeous is. I was about to say what is that? I don't know. It's been a long fucking day. I'll tell you that. No, it's I'd never like that shit. Like I think everybody should feel good in their own skin. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I've had the negative shit said about me, just like the way that. Your ex said that shit about you. I don't know if Cobb's ever had anything negative said about him like that. Um, but that shit, it's empowering to me looking back at it now. Cause, and also, uh, you ever had anybody that has called you fat hit on you after you've lost weight? Listen, that is my favorite thing ever. 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 Because every man when I was fat that used to talk shit about me and now they all in my inbox, I hit them with the most. Re- disrespect petty <laughs> i'm talking about you should. oh 
Really? Because I'm living uh, my best life. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought I was a fat bitch. You know? How dare I? I didn't realize I wasn't a fat bitch no more. Um, but uh, I, I get it, too. I get some of that shit, and it tickles me. And it's usually folks that when I was at a very low point in my life. Didn't want anything. To didn't do want shit to do with yep. me. And now it's like, oh, he's got a little bit going for him. You know, he's not quite as fat as he used to be. And now they want attention. And it's like, nah, I'm good. You don't deserve us attention. Unless, like, it's one of those that's, like, really hot. And then you just got to got to one-night stand them and then ghost them. Like, you made me feel bad about myself. Oh, no, no. I'm going to make you feel bad about a whole lot more. But I'm also a petty son of a bitch. Uh, me too. Very I, petty. Uh, Cobby. Yeah. With the jujitsu stuff, you not only teach kids, but you actually compete now, right? Like, uh, yeah. you do like the. I do. Like, you said a question earlier, like, uh, with the weight loss, like, what do you think yeah. about yourself now or something? I never thought of myself as an athlete, but I actually do competitions now. That's cool. Yeah. So. I actually got one coming up in like three weeks, November 14th. You actually going to invite us to this one? I told you, after the first one, you could come to any of them you want. Yeah, but you don't tell me. I tell you. I'll go do commentary. <laughs> I, I, I would, but as much as I love you like a brother, if somebody, like, all right, first of all, explain those competitions to me because I don't know anything about it. It's not actually an MMA fight. No. It's no. just a jiu-jitsu competition. That's it. So it, you start standing and basically – you, like wrestle, you're trying to get to the ground, and then now you're just trying to make the other person say, I quit. Now, do you go by weight? I'm not sure you go by weight yeah, classes. Yeah, it's weight and classes stuff, right? and different. Uh, they got different, like, uh, local brands. The one I'm doing in November is Naga, uh, North American Grappling Association. The other one we do local is New Breed. I'm not as big a fan of them, but I have, I mean, I'll do them. Uh, Naga actually has, not only do they have weight class, but so New Breed, they're open, is just straight open. Like, so that you're all together, whether no matter what. Little guys, big guys, it doesn't matter. Well, I mean, that is open. I mean, they have weight classes too. Yeah. But they have an open division mm. that's called Absolute. And it's pretty much your purple, brown, and black belts. And it doesn't matter. Well, Naga has that same open Absolute, but they have it for every experience level. So they have open for white belts, open for blue belts. So it's all weights, but it's still on your experience level. And I actually thought about dipping my toes in this time. Did you ever think when you were 330 pounds that you'd be doing something like this? Oh, fuck no. No. I never thought I'd be the head kiss coach either. Like, I, none of this. Ever. <laughs> yeah, I'm proud of you, though. I'm proud of you. And I'm proud of you, too. Like, even though I'm still scared shitless of you. <laughs> I told my ex-partner, because uh, you being from Dublin, having the successful business you had, and uh, being friends with, with some of them, like, your name would come up. Uh, and I would tell him all the time, it's like, Chelsea looks like a damn good time. But I'm also scared that she will beat the absolute shit out of me. And I'd probably like it. Listen, so many people say that. You know, Hobbit, Hannah. Oh, yeah, Hobbit. yeah, a little stripper. Yeah, well, you know, she was my assistant for a long time. And I got, I, I was whipping her into shape, like taking her to the gym with me. And yeah. I was like, you're not eating that today. And she told me one time, she said, Chelsea, you could tell me to eat whatever because I'm scared to death of you. <laughs> it was funny watching y'all work together because she looked like a little version of you. It looked like Dr. Evil and Minnie. <laughs> like, I, for the longest time, I was like, that's what it is. She's a clone. She's a clone that didn't get past four nine. It, it always, it, it was, God, it was funny watching y'all work together. She's a sweetheart. Um, what are some things as far as goals in the future for you? Chelsea, uh, that you want to do. Um, I, I just think like with you, some of the stuff you post or whatever with the tattoos and, and everything, I think like you should really try to do like some modeling and stuff for well, and, and everything. I don't know if that's any like goals or whatever you ever had. Well, for I have in the past year and a half, I've done four or five different photo shoots with different people. It's just, I have anxiety so bad. People freak me out. Like, I don't know, especially in People that kind crazy. of, especially in that kind of situation where they're like, take your, cause most of the time it's just, I guess it's just the vibe I give off. It's always like nude or lingerie pictures that yeah. people want to pay me to do. And when you're taking your clothes off in front of a stranger and they're, 
And then you got this little size zero bitch over here, and you're like, oh. I, I wish, though, because I'm a fan of thick women. Like, I've always been a th fan of thick women. I've had thick women. I've had little skinny women. And I mean this with all due respect to you skinny bitches out there, because I love y'all, too. <laughs> a thick woman will take your soul, and you will not ask for it back. We won't give it back. No. <laughs> We and, keep them as souvenirs. No, so I don't. I don't want a woman to ever think because there's a size zero standing next to them that you ain't just as bad ass as they are. No. Men, I'm not saying men don't like that because there is some like the little the little ones. I am not a fan of the little ones. I like you have some meat on your bones. I want us to look like we're gonna wrestle. Yeah, but but listen. I don't want it to look like you versus me because you're gonna beat my ass. <laughs> like I want to. I want to look like at least I got a dog in this fight. <laughs> not with you. Not like, I mean, you, not like you're going to break them. No. Nah, I'm not. <laughs> shit, she's going to break me. <laughs> yeah, I mean that in the best way, though. Uh, I, yeah. I, mean, I mean that in the absolute best way. Um, have uh, Have you noticed just with, not necessarily like with love interests or anything like that, but have you just noticed that people have treated you different since the weight Most loss? Most definitely. Yes. A lot. What about you, Cobby? Do you, do you think any of your friends or whatever act any different, co-workers or anything, they no, act different to you? I mean, I get compliments like, hey, you're, you're looking good. Like, good you just job. don't get asked out to lunch as much? No. Like, nothing, nothing really like that change. See, I, I feel like a lot of people treat me different now. Um, I lost a lot of friends when I lost all my weight. I lost a lot of girlfriends. Why do you think that is? Jealousy. I think they're intimidated by you. Mm -hmm. uh, folks like, like me and you, we're both very... Outspoken, very outgoing, or whatever. We are, I think, mentally intimidating is like a big thing. Yeah. Uh, and I think me and you do it to people. I think with like Cobb, Cobb's obviously doing jujitsu and shit now, so he looks like he'd choke you out. But, I don't look like that. Yeah. No, you do. I'm t but <laughs> undercover athlete. Yeah, undercover <laughs> athlete. That's exactly right. Hey, undercover He's badass. <laughs> Oh, he is. I, I used to think I, I if I if you'd have asked me five years ago if me and Cobb got in a fight, who'd win? I'd beat his ass. He's softer than a wet cupcake. And now I know if he gets me in the right position, so would I'm tapping like a little bitch. I'm not even gonna think twice about it. So that's one position I don't like in the gym when I have to. So of course you got different skill levels in the gym. Yeah. So and. You train together. Like, you have, like, this close-knit group of people. Like, you're a family, pretty much. You protect each other. You know, you train, but I'm not trying to break someone's arm because now I'm our training partner, and they can't train for six months. Yeah, but when you so, when you actually compete, though. And when you compete, you don't know that person. So you... You don't know that person. Try to make them that's, all, that's all I'm saying. You don't know that person. Have you ever thought... <laughs> but what I was getting at, before you say yeah. that, there's sometimes you have that new person, and they want to be, like, king of You got to put them in their place? So every gym, most, most times, they have something called a mat enforcer. Yeah. Sometimes people are not there, and I have to step in, and I don't like it. <laughs> Why? I, I don't like being that guy. I like to be the guy that, like, okay, cool, we're just going to flow. And then I get you in a position. But then actually having to establish, like, oh, you beat up one of our girls or, like, one of our new white belts. Yeah. Okay. Fuck See, you. Okay. <laughs> that makes me like what you're doing even more because I know what you, how you acted a couple years ago. And the fact that you like that you're doing that now and you have that mindset. When it has to be done. Yeah. When it has to be. <laughs> See, me and his completely different. We've been in fights at bars <laughs> and I'm usually. I never start fights, but, but I'm also usually the reason for the fight. I'm usually the reason the fight got started. So, yes, like there was this one time we was all at a concert together. Oh my gosh! And I was dancing with this girl, and this guy came up, and he was like, "Hey, quit dancing with my old lady." And she looked at me. He's like, "We're not together." And so I have this thing that I do that when I don't want you to leave, bother me anymore, I like say, "Shoot, go on now." And and he went because he's a little fella. He went. You, that's not what you. No, mean. he came back. Okay. When he came back, he did it again, and he like grabbed her by the arm or whatever, and she's like, "We're not together." I got another thing that I do. I like to palm people's faces like basketballs and throw you. This guy, <laughs> I grabbed him by his face and I chunked him. When I say he went flying, 
He went flying. And it was a dance floor, so he skidded a little bit. Yeah, no, he slid. <laughs> it's, it's like he was doing like the Cupid Shuffle on his back. He did. All right, so then he gets up, and all his buddies rush us. Because they thought you were by yourself. Yeah, they thought I was by myself, but Cobb and two of our other buddies is there. And uh, they get what they can get. Like, they get handled. Well, there's a really funny moment. There's, I actually told the story already on the other podcast, because Jimmy's go-to question is, you know, you've been in a fight. Yeah. This was my story. Yeah. Let me tell you a funny one. So, we're all fighting or whatever, and two of our, him and another one of our buddies, they're throwing down with these guys, and this guy gets in the middle of the two of them, and both of our, him and the other guy, they're gone. Like, it's been a good night. This is the end of the night. We've all had our drinks. Well, our other buddy, he's red-faced. Like, I'm talking about liquor. You can tell his blood pressure's high or whatever. He goes to swing at the guy that is in between him and Cobb. This guy I'm talking about, full-on Rocky Balboa punch, goes and throws it. Well, he's moving in slow motion because he's shit-faced. <laughs> the guy in the middle of them just takes one casual step to the side, and Cobb is just sitting there like a deer in headlights as our buddy punches him in the face <laughs> so hard. The owner of the bar showed us the footage the next day. And uh, it was bad because like, we're all just like, why is Cobb's eye black? He shouldn't have had a black eye. <laughs> and we figured out the next day we saw the video footage. Yep. What was even better, well, not better, because that was great, but we had a buddy <laughs> that when we went outside, the owner of this bar has always had our back. He's always been super cool. We've always you know, spent a lot of money there. And uh, one of our other friends, whose name won't be mentioned, is out there, and the owner's wife is out there. And the owner is out there. Well, they're like, hey, we got them gone. Y'all want to come back inside? It's cool. Our buddy slaps the owner's wife on the ass and says, I ain't going back in there because I'm going to beat the fuck out of somebody else. <laughs> and, uh, and the owner's wife is like, okay, well, maybe you don't need to come back in there. <laughs> like, it was, it was just completely. But the point of all, what I was saying is the aggression, it just wasn't ever. I'm not saying you're aggressive now. But it, you just have more confidence about like how you just said like if I gotta put them in their place now, I fucking dig that about you. I think there was something that you were lacking before was like the confidence to be aggressive, and the confidence. Yeah, like, I don't argue that. Yeah, like you, it you was never weak. I don't ever consider that you were weak. I think that you were just like, eh, do I really want to do this? You know. And to hear you say that if I got to put somebody in their place now, that makes me happy. <laughs> it makes me extremely happy. But still, you you got better manners than me because <laughs> I'm like, fuck yeah, let's tap this guy. And then I'm the guy that gets tapped out. Yeah. I like See, it. I don't like being in that role because being like the head of kids coach, I feel like they look at me a certain way. And then I also run one beginner's class a week. And I don't want to be looked at as like, don't fuck with him. He's an enforcer. Or not, like, I don't like that. But role. you don't at all. Like it doesn't. It doesn't just kind of be like turn you on a little bit. Like if they if you see you smiling, yeah, yeah. yeah, it does. Yeah, and the fact that you know that you could do it if you had to, I, I I'm very very happy. Um, but to get back to not just what our confidence level is now after the weight loss compared to what it used to be, what are some of the things that you still have to fight off now? As far as urges and food and stuff that you know is not good for you. Fried got... chicken. Oh, shit. I ate some today. Man, that's my weakness. I swear to God. That's my favorite You're a food. hot sauce on fried chicken. Yes. I See? love it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if it ain't got hot sauce on it, I can't eat it. Listen, that, I mean. Do you still do you still count calories? What do you do? No. I think I've been doing it so long now. Like, I've changed my lifestyle. See, so. that's what a lot of people don't get, too. Is That's what Cobb did. That's what you've done. That's what I've half-assed done because I still fight it a good bit because I drink too much. But uh, that lifestyle change. A lot of people think they can just go on a temporary diet. No. And it no. fixes it. It's, it's a long process. Yeah, it's like you actually have to change your everyday life. Like, still to this day, for four years, I don't have sugar in my diet other than natural sugars. None Explain of that. Explain to everybody what you just said because the people in this room are smiling right now because <laughs> we know what that is. The difference between a natural sugar and artificial. Artificial sugar. So natural sugar is anything in like fruits, vegetables, anything that is naturally grown and made that way. Not something that is put into it. 
And to break that, they like go your body. Go your ahead. body processes natural sugars way different than they process artificial sugars. Your body has a natural response to natural sugars, and it helps you not get diabetes and all kind of stuff. Well, sugars like the like if you look at like the early onset diabetes in like 1960, we have a hundred times that by now, mm-hmm. and around the 1950s and 60s. Is when they literally started putting sugar in everything. Sugar has the same effect on your brain when it releases dopamine as it does cocaine. And that's why people get addicted to sugars without knowing it. Uh, I had to learn very quickly that just because something says low fat, less sugar, or light, or whatever, if you turn that box around, it's got just as many sugars as something else. Yeah, like yeah. you might as well eat a Snickers bar. You might, you know? it, there's no difference in it. Um yeah, because your body has millions of years of adaptations that knows how to break down those natural sugars. And so they're never bad for you. But as soon as you start eating whatever type of cereal or drinking, that's why they say if you quit drinking Cokes, if you drink Cokes your whole life, you'll lose like 10 to 20 pounds like right off the bat. It's because there's enough sugar in one can of Coke to last you for three days. Mm-hmm. You're drinking yeah. multiple. Once you get to a certain peak of that sugar, it is where it turns directly to fat. Your body doesn't yeah. know know how to deal with it. I used to be addicted to Dr. Pepper, and every day I went to Starbucks like three times a day, and I got the sugar, the cream, the whole nine yards. Like, And that was one of the hardest things to change was to change my habits. How much better did you feel after about a month of detoxing without sugars? Well, the first month, I lost like 60 pounds the first month. And I instantly started noticing how far I could walk. Like, just my sleep was better. All kind of, it was just crazy. What about you? You cut out, me and you cut out sugars about the same time. We did. Like, right now, it's everything in moderation. Like, I don't, there's not anything I stay away from. I'm so active or trying to get my schedule back regular after all this COVID stuff to where, like I do five. That COVID fat. Yeah. I think we all did. I, 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 I couldn't help it. Like my big one is not overeating and like watching myself at buffets. Other than that, like overeating, like my meals, I eat almost whatever. It's everything in moderation. I'll reward myself. Yeah. Someone told me you're not a dog. I'm like, I don't give a damn. I deserve that Snickers. You do. Like I did work. That one Snickers this week is okay. Because I do five weight exercises, weight sessions a week. I'm at jujitsu five days a week. And I just started going to two jiu-jitsu 6 a.m. classes, so that's seven jiu-jitsu sessions plus five weight exercise sessions. Why don't you give a shout-out to y'all's gym, by the way, because I know they're probably always looking for a lot of new people. Oh, so the one in Eastman that uh, I'm the head kids coach is Tech Center. That's T-E-C-T, Tech Tech Center. Uh, Isn't a logo with a Ninja Turtle? Yeah, Yeah, I like the Ninja Turtle. I ain't going to lie to you. Yeah. uh, I dig the Ninja Turtle. It is. Um, that's that's what, what my fat ass look like. Adult class. So if you're interested in that, yeah, head coach is Jimmy Barnett. Uh, message them the Tech Center on Facebook. Got a couple admin people that reach out to you, and then our uh, the affiliate school that I start doing the six a.m. classes. I'll give them a shout too because they just opened a few months ago. It's Tent Planet, uh, Perry, Georgia. Is uh, that the one? Which, which one are you going, going to 6 a.m. class that at? 10th Planet in Perry. That's ran by Stephen Aiken. Um, now, when you do like the when you do like the kids' classes and everything, uh, is mm-hmm. is something you ever talk to the kids about? Is like when you used to be a bigger fellow? I have not, but it it could come up uh, because we it's not just kids jujitsu. It's bully proof program, so we try to instill confidence and values in them like we always we have three things we always tell them and that's stand tall speak clearly and uh make eye contact and that's skills that you're carrying with you your whole life like job interviews and stuff and you carry yourself with confidence and that'll make you less of a target for a bully man you know how happy it makes me hearing you talk about confidence (laughs) so but we have uh, what we call match chats so if we have like, I consider them my kids, so if a parent comes and said this happened at school today, or there's an issue or something, we'll have a match at, like, guys, we won't call them out specifically. We'll talk with them privately. Uh, but we'll have a match at, like, hey, this happened. Uh, this is 
how it should have been handled? Or You're saying hey, Matt Chat. Matt. M-A-T. Matt Chat. Matt Chat. Okay. I, I thought... That yeah. was, I thought that was short for Matt Challenge, but you're actually you're talking, talking about Matt chat, like actually Matthew. talking. Gotcha. Like we'll spend half the class addressing an issue or situation if we think it deserves that. That's cool. I'm very proud of you. That is cool. Yeah. That's Thank cool. you. I didn't, I didn't know you was doing all that down there. Yeah. See, you don't tell your best friend shit no more. I, I do. But you're just as busy. You just don't listen. You're just busy. <laughs> I really don't. I like. I was, hey, I'm so busy. You're lately. busy. I was one of the first ones to call you when I heard about what you had going. I don't. I don't know if you got any details. Uh, uh, radio? Oh, me getting fired? Yeah. I talk about it all the time. I was about to say, I was one of the first ones to call you, but you didn't answer my phone call, bitch. Uh, <laughs> well, I had to. I I literally, I, I got fired on a Thursday. Uh, I had an event that Saturday for my birthday because I got fired on my birthday. Yeah. And, That's always great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I did my event on Saturday. Our event went very badly. Uh, we, this rain. Uh, two or three other events within very close to driving distance and stuff. Like, it just did not go good. So I had all this stuff pile up on me. And, uh, you know, like my battles with depression and all that kind of stuff. So I decided to, I didn't want to listen to anybody. Um, I was in a place to where I could have bashed some people and I didn't feel like it was the right thing to do. I felt like if I stayed on my path, and believed in some of the things that I, I actually felt and I meant that I was going to be rewarded. And so I went off to Jacksonville, Florida, rented a beach house through Airbnb for four days. I turned my phone on silent. Uh, I left it sitting there and I just decompressed and I tried to figure out what I wanted the next step of my life to be because I got offered uh, two jobs in radio that were bigger than where I was at, because I was doing good where I was at. I mean, right. I don't, I don't give a damn so what anybody you, says. You wasn't. It sucked that you lost your job, but you weren't really hurt, and you just had to life assess. Yeah, uh, it was where I had to figure out the next step, and I knew what was going to happen is if I did not figure it out on myself, I was going to take other people's opinion into consideration. Now that sounds like you're kind of being selfish and an asshole when you say it, but I had to. Tell myself, you've got this far in the past five years by believing in yourself, knowing that Bearded Bastard was going to turn into something else, knowing that when you started Raising Grace, then the offers for you to do radio turned into something. So you're just evolving. Like, it's your next step. Mm -hmm. The last thing that I read on air, I shit you not, and if you don't believe in the good Lord, then that's your own downfall as far as I'm concerned. Last thing I read on air was something I posted on Facebook. And it was something I wrote, and it was actually regarding uh, something that me and my co-show host at the time had talked about, like a, something that she was going through at the time. And uh, but I put it in different words because I wanted it to be out there for everybody. But it was uh, pretty much I don't have it in front of me, but you might think that the time you're living in right now is a bad time, but it's only a bad time if you, and it's only a failure if you don't learn from those mistakes. You got to bl- view your failures as blessings sometimes. There's a lot mm-hmm. of things that happens to us that if we'll shut the hell up and get out of our own way, then we'll get to see the we'll get to see the sun, sunshine. We won't be blocked by the clouds. And uh I that was the last thing I read on air was don't look at the place and time that you're in as a negative, even if it's not going good for you. Use it as a learning experience and know that if you'll just get out of your own way, God's going to put you in the way that he wants you to be. And I just, it, it's still to this day, like for that being the last thing I read on air. And then I started, uh, I started getting my, my sleeve done that day. Uh, I'm getting a half sleeve done and a chest piece done. And I was sitting in the tattoo chair when my boss called me, tell me I was fired. And they called me and I'm happy as hell when he first calls. Cause I, I, Absolutely love the program manager over there. I absolutely love him. He is to this day. He's still, I still think the world of him, but, uh, he calls to tell me like, Hey, um, I need to talk to you. I tell him where I'm at and what's going on. Like I can't stop getting tattooed right now. So there's literally a needle in my arm <laughs> as I'm getting this news. And, uh, I had signed up to do Dublin football. Well, I thought he was – because I've been trying to get the hell out of that because once I figured out what all went with it and the pay, I was like, I don't want to fucking do this. I say, I, when you first told me about that, 
I mean, I wonder if that's going to be too much. Well, I mean, if, if you're going to enjoy it. If, it would, if I would have got to do it the way that I wanted to do, honestly, shout out to Joe Rogan because I took it from him that you got to learn to do a whole lot of different things. You don't need to be a one-trick pony. And I didn't want to be a one-trick pony. I wanted right. to be able to do multiple things. And I thought he was just calling to tell me that I wasn't going to be able to do that anymore, the way the conversation started. And I was super happy because I literally told him, please get me the fuck out of this. Uh, and he's like, no, we got to let you go for some stuff that you posted on Facebook. And I found out there was more to it after the fact, and I yeah. could have blown up on people. But that's not – I can be petty, but I also – I believe that there's some things that people need to see for themselves without somebody telling them to look for it. And so people will get to see in the future going forward who's who, what's what. Mm -hmm. And I just – that's not me. I'm not the person to out folks. And, uh, but it was a true blessing because in a, in a month's time, not even a month's time, I got fired September the 10th. This place opened October the 1st. Our first podcast was October the 1st or 4th, somewhere in there. And from there to now, I have more followers than anybody that works at that station. I am on iHeartRadio. Quad 96 is not listed on iHeartRadio, I am on Spotify, I am on Apple, I am on every major podcast platform. Some of those you have to be accepted to and some that anybody can just upload. Yeah. And to me, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, when you start living your life for you, though, and stop worrying about well, living your I life had, for everybody else. I, they, the crazy thing is, is Bearded Bastard got me to where a lot of people noticed me. And then I started realizing, like, my daughter, there's certain things that I knew it was a means to an end to start off with, but sex sells better than anything. Okay, so I got acknowledged by that, by the stuff that was going on, by the, the dirty jokes and everything else. But I also, I also got to put out, like, my political beliefs. I got to put out my religious beliefs. And a lot of people would tell me back then, it was like, you can't mix titties and God. And it's like God made titties. Yeah, I mean, like, damn. I can see, I can see where some people would say that, but the thing is, is like, I don't. I used to say I don't hide my sin. I don't have a reason to hide my sin. Like, I know some people are like you put way too much shit on social media, but the thing is, is that's a way for me to vent. I was gonna say I've told you that. Yeah, you have. But the thing is, is like I, I get would, told that a lot too. What? You know what? <laughs> you don't have to. But I'm more of a private person anyway. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah. I like that. I wish sometimes I was like that. But then again, I think that it's very healthy to how we physically lost weight. Mm. I think that mentally is like there's shit up there that needs to be put out and kicked aside just as much. And with me, I, I put too much stuff on social media. But I think because I need to. It's like yeah. it's losing that weight mentally. I get that. And uh, I think that's one reason why we clicked as like best friends quick. Like we just balance each other sometimes. It's yin and yang. It is where like even doing this show right now, me and you uh, flow very good. Chelsea is obviously a great asset to this. Um, you know, all the way around. Yep. Question, asset. Chelsea. Uh, your ass going numb because these stools suck, Josh. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Cobb. You give me, you give me some of that government money, and I'll buy some new ones. How about that? No, <laughs> we we step away from that. I know, I know. I just messing with you, but uh, no, I, just with all that, I had to, I had to go away. I had to figure out what I wanted to do, and that was also, you know, that, I think that's where we all started to bring this thing all the way back around. Is I don't think you, Chelsea, I don't think you, Cobb, or even myself, I don't think we started losing weight for anybody besides ourselves. No. And I'm very grateful that I had somebody like you to push me when we first started. That's what started. I'm saying. Like, I do it for myself, but I never would have started until you pushed me. Yeah. That guy might have fucking pissed you off, Chelsea, to where you got going, but I, somewhere along the way you started doing it for you. And it's where you got to regain you. Mm -hmm. Well, see, that's the thing. Like, then I had lost myself back then. Like, I wasn't even me anymore. I was just a blob of fat that was so depressed, didn't leave the house, didn't do anything, didn't talk to anybody. I had became like a recluse and then lost the weight and then, bam, 
there there goes Chelsea again. Well, it's, it's about your confidence. That's the, like, the biggest <laughs> thing. But I think with all of us is I can see it oozing out of both of y'all. And it, it makes me happy because uh, I'm the same way. Uh, it's like when I go to a bar now, uh, all of us went out Saturday night. And the way people act towards me now is like if I already didn't have a big head. I was about to say, you never lack for confidence. I, I overcompensated a lot is what people don't know. Like I, I always, I wasn't, I wasn't as confident as people thought I was. There was a lot of that shit just being loud and thinking, like faking the confidence because I didn't want anybody to know how insecure I was. That was a large part of a long time for me. And like a lot of y'all just didn't realize it. That's literally what it was. It was me. Fake it till you make it. Yeah. yeah. I had, I've, I acted so, so confident to make up for my lack of confidence. If that makes any fucking sense. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I knew I wasn't. I would change shirts. I would change pants 15 times. I literally the other night walked into a bar and I had black jeans on. I had a Metallica shirt with the sleeves cut out and I had a button up black pearl snap and I thought I was the baddest son of a bitch. In that room. <laughs> and I was not dressed like a single person there. And Story of my life. I love that I fit out. I mean, I don't fit in. I love that I stand out. And uh, back then, I mean, besides for me and you wearing the same type of shirts from the same company, <laughs> uh, shout out to Zero. You, you this have, is a, this is a, yeah, this is Zero Foxtrot. Zero Foxtrot. Sponsor this. Um, I don't know which one. Uh, I've got, li- I got lines not sheep on. Um. Besides for that, I had to have stuff that everybody else wore because I wanted to fit in. That's one thing I admire about you, Chelsea. You got your own style, and it's badass. Like <laughs> I, I, I did not understand. Me and you, Cobb, don't give a shit about fashion. He no. likes it. He likes the shirts that he likes, and I like a bunch of them too. But as far as fashion sense goes, Cobb, dear Lord, please forgive me. He ain't got none. No, let me tell you the, exactly what I wear. I'll, uh, it's either a polo shirt with my job. I got rash guards for jujitsu or workout shirts, and then it's all Zero Foxtrot, Warrior Twelve, or Nine Line. Yep, that's it. That that is exactly it. Uh, but with you, Jilts, and then me, I like that me and you can go somewhere and not have to look like everybody else. Like, I think we kind of I I thrive off of it. Yeah, every I never fit in with anybody everywhere I go. I always look like a misfit. <laughs> yeah, but. What's cooler, being the misfit or fucking being the sheep? Oh fuck yeah, the misfit. It's yeah. always any misfit. day because uh, you you went to a concert last night. Uh, and, I won't mention the name of the place, uh, but out over in Dublin, close to it, and I bet you you saw a hundred folks that looked exactly exactly alike. the same, and everybody I had. I guarantee at least twelve people walk up to me and say, "You do not look like you belong here." Isn't that cool though? When and it I was happens, like, well, I'm I, think, here. I think that's cool as shit. When that, and shout out to Scott Brantley and Chris Taylor and all them. Did Britt Hilton play last night? Or were you there? Uh, I was only there for about an hour. Oh, okay. I wasn't. Yeah. There's some good musicians that played there last night. I only got. I didn't them. want anybody to think I was hating on the musicians. Only, I'm not hating on anybody. I just, I'm not going where I don't feel welcomed. I only caught like the last bit of it. Right. I just had to go make my appearance, and I got asked a lot to come here, and I wasn't coming. But uh. <laughs> Let's get off the petty shit. I had a girl um, try to fight me there. Why? Well, she didn't actually try to fight me. She just, you know, when somebody's staring at you like they just have some kind of hate for you instantly. Yeah. Like she was just looking at me like I was the biggest bitch she'd ever met. So I walked up to her and I was drunk and I said, baby, stop fucking staring at me like that because you can <laughs> catch these hands. And I said, so if you want to, please catch them by all means. But if not, leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. And I was so drunk, y'all. It was bad because the you, person. Yeah, I don't care if you say her name. I'm just not saying it. And that I just I don't want. My friend goes. Yeah. She's like my friend was like Chelsea. I was like, listen, I ain't got time for that bullshit. Just go on ahead and get it over with and move on about your life. Uh, just <laughs> and just so y'all know, I'm not going to speak ill of anybody and i'm not speaking ill of this person in general that she just asked me about it's just uh there's certain things i want left behind me yeah and everything at that place um i don't want to ever throw anybody's name under the bus and they don't deserve their name to be thrown under the bus honestly 
Uh, it's just that's not my life anymore. Yeah, yeah sometimes I, I've, I've, I've ch- uh, chapter has been closed. I appreciate some people's text messages and calls, but it's I don't know if y'all are like this with relationships, but when it's I'm done, done with one, done. I'm done. Oh, yeah. I mean, in all, in all fairness to everybody involved in that situation, that chapter is closed in my life. Listen, you I, can only go up it. from here because your story about how you open this is exactly how my business started. Do you know how hard it is to get fired from a hair salon <laughs> that you pay both rent? Look at me. Does it look like I know how to work at a hair salon? <laughs> I got fired, and then six weeks later, I opened up my own shop, and then it blew up. It, oh, and, I'm a, yeah. And, you know... <laughs> Well, there's just something about working for yourself, and it's not even just working for yourself. It's believing in yourself. Because I've always said, if you don't believe in yourself, who the hell's going to? Exactly. Right? And when you start putting that out there, you're extremely good at what you do. I have never, ever, and when I did, uh, my the girl I used to work with raved about you. And the other person that works there in the afternoons raves about you. I have not seen or heard a single person that wasn't like, this is the baddest bitch in double doing hair. And the colors and shit that you do, you're kind of fucking famous for just the colors you yeah, do. Yeah, I'm the color. The color queen. Color bitch. There you <laughs> go. But, uh, no, it's, I want to end this on a very positive note is the confidence that you get, it's not just physical. Like, our weight loss is one thing. We started off by saying there's 500 pounds in this room that, that's not there anymore. And it's literally about there, but I think it's what we gained in confidence, not what we lost in weight. It affects your whole life yeah. when you it made everything make a life better change for me. like that. Yeah, me too. It made everything better for me. And uh, I want to thank both of y'all for coming. Uh, being proud of yourself, I'm proud of both of y'all. Uh, I love you, Tilts. You're a badass. And, you know, I'll try not to slide your DMs no more than I have to. Uh, just don't post shit if I can't, though. Like, you can't post those boudoir pictures or whatever you call them and not expect to be like, hey, you up? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, uh, and, Cobb, I'm fucking so proud of you, uh, the confidence thing. You look great, but some of the shit you said a while ago, I just, I did not think I was going to hear that out of you, <laughs> ever. I'm not worried about you no more. Uh, I'm very proud of you. Thank you. I love you very, very much. You too, brother. And uh, thank y'all. Uh, if you need some help with your weight loss, please, uh, Chelsea Blocker, uh, give them one more time where to find your stuff on uh, as far as your hair salon. Um, it's Hair by Chelsea Blocker on Facebook. That's my personal page. And my business page is Chelsea's Chop Shop. And Instagram is Chelsea Block. And if you're a kid or an adult that wants to get into jiu-jitsu um, and be around some very, very positive adults uh in a very good atmosphere if you've been bullied i recommend it highly uh if you're just somebody trying to find yourself worth it obviously has brought a lot to Cobb. um yep. tell them where the gyms are again yeah the, the one you're involved with the one i'm the head kiss coach that uh is my main gym is tech uh center again it's t-e-c-t because people want to put an h in there uh it's in eastman georgia and then the other one is 10th planet perry georgia uh, if you uh, need any of us, just want to some help on your journey. Uh, you can add me on Instagram. It's a uh, bam b a m underscore bam underscore lee. Bam bam lee. Bam bam. My nickname is Bam Bam. That's what they know me at gym is Coach Bam Bam. And hey, uh, just a friendly reminder on Tuesday nights here at seven o'clock, we do our suicide prevention meetings. Uh, we call them uh, still writing sessions. So if there's anybody out there that wants to get involved in that. I didn't know you did that. Oh, you didn't know I did that? No, that's awesome. I started you, it last week. That's you awesome. Know, I survived a suicide. Me too. A hanging that's, attempt. That's why we started it. I have not done it, but there's demons. Like I, I do have one uh, semicolon tattoo. Well, that's uh, we started our first one Tuesday night last week, uh, and it went very well. We had several people that uh, we did not know were coming. Put it all over social media. Uh, you know, I got Facebook. I know you don't, but uh, one thing that whether it's you with jujitsu is with you and your hair salon or whatever. Um, one thing I'm super blessed to have got fired is now I get to I get to help those that I think I get to talk about things that I want to talk about. I get to uh, change the narrative on some things. Chelsea, if you've been through it and Cobb's dealt with his demons, then you know the narrative that comes when you start to open up about that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. And whether it came from, you know, our weight 
our weight what it used to be or our you know our self confidence issues. Uh, Tuesday nights we don't record it. I don't want to monetize it at all. It is not for any other purpose besides for us sitting around talking. And I get tired of seeing people say you're not alone or people saying I want to help folks on social media. But then when it comes down to it, they do nothing. Right. Uh, Tuesday nights here, the still writing sessions. What time? Uh, Seven o'clock. Tuesday nights. uh, It is literally where it's not recorded. Nothing. It's just sitting around. Everybody puts their phones down, puts them on silence. Everybody's respected. And uh, we talked for like two hours last time. People told their stories. And uh, it was beautiful by the end of it. I ain't gonna lie. I was, it's one of those things. Did you cry a little? I'm a fucking crybaby as it is. <laughs> uh, I'm the one who like runs the meeting, so I had to kind of keep it together. But uh, there was there was two women that told their stories. And I'm telling you, like, and I'm talking about polar opposites. One's in her 40s and been married. Uh, and the other one is 20 years old. And uh, it 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 was life changing. It was where some of these people that were in here got to realize that it doesn't matter where you come from, don't matter how big you are, how little you are, it doesn't matter how much money you got. It's uh you can't hide those demons. And when you get around people that have positive attitudes, even like y'all, y'all just being here talking about the things that you talked about today with your weight loss and why you'll motivate somebody. Uh, this podcast, and everything I'm going to do is going to be successful because of people like y'all. There's not going to be anything but positivity here. And it's going to be to push people. Y'all pushed somebody today. There's somebody right now that heard Chelsea say what she said in the beginning. <laughs> and it's like, my husband tells me that, or my ex-husband tells me that, you know what? Fuck them. I, I'm closing that chapter of my life, and uh, that—that's what this was supposed to be about. And same thing with you, Kyle. You know, it's about moving on, and it's about the next chapter. That's right. Just uh, like my last word on like the weight loss. Just yeah. just remember, like if you're starting out, you didn't become fat overnight. Ooh, it is a journey. Ooh. Is you're not gonna get lose weight overnight. It's a journey. Yeah. And, and one words. that is not ever going to stop no, if no, you it, do it that, yes. the but right way. It, you, it gets super comfortable, though, once you get used to a lifestyle change. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do not diet. I mean, you have to start off with it like being a diet. but It'll you, feel like a diet, yes. but after... After a while, it becomes your actual yeah, life, yeah. your eating habits. You made mm-hmm. your eating habits one way, and uh, don't buy nothing at the grocery store you don't want to eat. <laughs> you can't eat it if it ain't in your pantry. This is true. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, thank y'all both. And uh, hopefully I'll get y'all back in here sometime. We'll talk about some more shit. I know I'm going to have Kyle back. And yep. Anytime you want to come back to Miss Chelsea. Okay. Love to have you. <laughs> You're a natural of this. Uh, but thank y'all for tuning in to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey, the Josh Terry Podcast.